Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time, back with the number one investor in all of Fresno, California, Mr. Jason Pritchard. How are you doing, sir? I am doing great, Zuber. How are you? I'm doing well. So if you follow my stuff, you know that I believe we are set up to have the largest crash in real estate ever. That is, of course, in transactions, not in price. Yeah. Uh, it would not shock me if uh, transactions are down 30% this year and ultimately 50% peak to trough. It is going to be rough. Uh, there's a lot of negativity going on in the economy and in real estate. And you know that the media loves to push negative information. So yep. get ready for it. It's going to get, yep. it's going to get worse before it gets better. You and I also know there's a lending market and a real estate market. They both operate differently and there's a lot of stuff going on. Where, where do you want to start? Cause we could, we could talk about either side, but where do you want to go first? I think let's start with the lending story, man. I, I had a very, very uh, close friend of mine that works with a large uh, hard money lender. They're national. They're one of the big ones. I'm not going to name any names, but um, I think he reached out to me Thursday mm -hmm. and we're recording this on Sunday. He reached out to me on Thursday and said, Hey, I don't know if you've heard or if you've talked to your account rep, but this national hard money lender is freezing all lending until the end of August. And I was like, wow, really? Yeah. I, yeah. That's, that's, that's that not good, right? That's bad. Because I, you know, if you're a lender, you know, unless they're bringing in money some other way, you have to do loans in order to make money, I guess. Right. And so that's the only way that you're generating revenue. So for them to make the decision to freeze lending until the end of that's 45 days from now, I mean, yeah. that's a, a pretty substantial red flag to me. And so it made me think of a couple things, right? Um, and we can unpack all of this stuff. But I have a lot of friends and acquaintances in this business where their main source of funding is this company. And it, for them to not lend, right? And for those people to not have other options, um, you know, that could be a big monkey wrench in their business and a lot of other people's businesses, right? And so yeah. there's a number of things that you're going to have to do to pivot and adjust to kind of get through this time period, man, because it's going to be a wild ride. Yeah. I keep telling folks, everybody talks about a real estate market, but the you have to watch the lending market. Yes. And not only is this hard money lender kind of, you know, going on ice for a little while, but we've had non-QM lenders, right? There's hard money, non-QM and traditional. We've had non-QM lenders uh, go out of business sight unseen, right? Yes. Uh, I, I can't remember. It was, oh man, I can't remember the name of that company, but um, I had somebody reach out to me a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. asking me to fund a deal for one of their clients because that non-QM lender literally shut down their op operation like two days before they were set to close escrow. And they were like, hey, are you or somebody you know open to lending this guy 250 grand? And I said, listen, man, no, I'm not because I don't know this person. And yeah, I don't know him uh, from Adam, no thanks. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but, but yes, I think that that's a big thing. And that was something that I saw uh, at the start of COVID. I had a number of friends that had a bunch of loans and refinances and things that were set to close. Yeah. COVID happened. And I had a very, very good friend and mentor of mine that lost about $50,000 because he spent all his money on environmental studies, all of these different lending fees to get everything done. Cause he was refinancing, like, I don't even know, 80 or 90 units. And they just pulled the plug and he lost all that money. And that really yeah. kind of freaked me out when COVID happened. And so I knew that that non-QM stuff was going to happen, right? And I and it kind of get out in front of that. And so we've adjusted our model and we've reduced some of our goals for buy and hold this year because my, my strategy has always been the burst strategy, right? And it's buy, rehab, rent, and then refinance. And if you don't have a non-QM lender to refinance, right? 
you're not going to be able to to uh, to hold as many properties as we thought. So we have properties that we bought December, January, February, early part of 2020 that I loved as rentals, right? I love them, especially when the rates were like at a four. And then as the rates started creeping up, I was like, wow, this math doesn't work. And <laughs> Yeah. The worst thing that you can do in those type of scenarios is take it all. Once you stick a tenant in there, you're committed. You know what I mean? Like you can't just take that back and say, sorry, guys, right. My lender just, uh, you know, they're not doing any loans. So you guys have to leave and then we've got to sell it. And so right now is the time where you have to be unemotional, right? You Correct. can't just say, we're going to force this deal to be a rental property. Cause I had a goal to get to X amount of units by this thing. And we're just going to make it happen right now. We've got to pivot. We've got to be flexible and we've got to understand what is happening. Like you said, both in the real estate market and the lending market in order to, to make it out the other end of this sunscape. Yeah. Again, the lending market is really fickle. Yeah. Burr is a wonderful strategy. It works. Burr is best in an up market. I don't think yes. anybody would argue that, right? It, yep. it basically cures a lot of sins, higher costs, delays, all of that in a flat market or a peak market going down. It's a horrible strategy. And then you add on top of that, Yes, I can get a loan, but they're going from 75% LTV to 65. Yep. That 10% is coming out of somewhere, right? So there's yeah, a and lot. If you're not property, if you don't have the right amount of cash reserves and you don't have your business structured and set up in a way to do that, on that's not an insignificant amount of money. Like 65 to 75% doesn't know it's 10%. And that depending on what your 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 buying criteria, you could be writing a check for forty, fifty thousand dollars, right? And yeah. if you have multiple projects going on and you have flips that are not selling and you're relying on the revenue from kind of the transactional side of your business to feed the rental side of your business, which is what we do. Mm -hmm. And these things stop selling as fast or they don't start hitting the targets that you think you're going to do. And then that simultaneously happens over here with the lending market. It's going to be very, very painful for a lot of people that are not making the proper adjustments. And so that's why we're yeah. just, we're just being more conservative and we're realizing right now is the time for us to, I'm just focusing more on the transactional side of the business, right? We've, we've been smart and we've been good about accumulating a rental portfolio that's been good for us in this up market, right? Mm -hmm. So now we're just bringing as much revenue into the business as we can. We are stockpiling that money that's there and we're just kind of just being more conservative and waiting to see what happens. If I were to kind of summarize it, would it be fair to say that Jason's business today is about stacking cash? Uh, so that you can buy assets on sale in the very near future. Is that kind of what cash, you do? Relationships with people that can lend cash and solidifying the relationships with the lending institutions that are still willing to lend with us. I mean, it's really like a three-pronged approach, right? Love that. Yep. So you've got to be properly capitalized, right? You've got to go double down those relationships with those lenders and the people that are still willing to lend or make new ones, right? I just took a meeting with two hard money and two new private money lenders this week, just because... I want to be around people that are still willing to lend, right? Yeah. And, um, you know, talking to our banks about our lines of credit, just making sure that, you know, those things are still good. What's your guys' outlook on that type of stuff and making sure that all three of those approaches are coming. Yeah. Yeah, folks, again, what I would tell you in this business, this is if you're running a big business, multiple projects, I would caution probably time to get smaller. I think Jason a month ago brought to us that, you know, he's, he's focused on his buy box, his buy box only. Um, this is, this is what it's about. It's about being a smart business owner. It's not about running scared. It's running smart. And that's what I see you doing today. Correct. I had a very good friend of mine, um, that I look up to a lot in this market that started in 2005 and he's probably flipped four or 5,000 homes. And I reached out to him 
just to ask for advice, right? Because I started end of 2014. So if you zoom out, I mean, the, the trajectory of the market's been up yeah. the entire hard, time. Hard to go wrong, right? Yeah. Exactly, right? And so I reached out to him and I just said, man, like, what are your thoughts? Like, how are you feeling? What's going on? I mean, he's still flipping 20, 30 homes a month, I think right now. Wow. Right? And so he just said, go the speed limit. That was his advice. Go the speed limit. He said, let the other people that want to go 80, 90, 100 miles an hour, let them go. And if there's going to be danger up front and there's an accident, they're the ones that are going to get that. into that accident. And if we're going the speed limit, we should be able to yeah. see that accident happening and slow down and get around it without, uh, you know, without putting go the speed limit is the best advice. That's, That's it. I'm going to steal that. Go the speed limit. Yes. Uh, well, Jason, where can people follow you? Cause you put out amazing stuff every day about real stuff in this business. Instagram or Facebook are the two best places guys just put my name into either platform. It's just Jason Pritchard on IG or Facebook. And uh, I'm very open and transparent about what we've got going on. Things like this, that we're talking about all the challenges that we face in, uh, in the business. I share that stuff all the time. So I'd love to be a resource for you guys if I can. Yeah. If you're not following Jason Pritchard and you follow one rim to let a time you're missing out, he's, he's legit. He is the number one guy for a reason. Thanks buddy. Thank you.